I'll start chatting. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to the Banff Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lafferty. Here's our obligatory musical intro. That assures you, gentle listener, that this is a high-quality, high-production values podcast, ethically sourced, humanely raised, farm-to-table geeky podcast. With us today is Mr. Eric Bloat, a rising star in the tabletop RPG business. How are you doing, sir? I am doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure, sir. I appreciate you taking the time to grace our little dog and pony show. And um, our freaking co-host is Mr. Jacob Blackman from beautiful Norman, Oklahoma. How are you doing, Jacob? I am well. How are you all today? Oh, we're all right. We're all right. Um, Eric, can you give yourself a brief introduction just for uh, maybe we have some listeners who've been under a rock the last few years and uh, aren't familiar with everything you've been doing? Sure. I'm Eric Bloat. I'm the owner of uh, Bloat Games. We, I'm the creator of uh, Survive This Gaming System, which is a D20-based uh, game system uh, for kind of with an old-school flavor. Uh, we've made games like Dark Places and Demigorgons, We Die Young, uh, you know, Monsters Multiple Are Heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to sum it up. Yeah, we, we, we make quite a bit of uh, tabletop games and moving into um, RPGs or into card games and other games like that. A lot mm-hmm. of RPGs um, and uh, been around since 2016, I think. So so I've been doing this a little while now. All right. All right. Um, I suppose we should probably mention um, that uh, Survive This is now, um, that's open source. People can make their own games from uh, Survive This, correct? It, it is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In fact, we got a, um, a little thing. If you find us on, if you look at Bloat Games on Drive-Thru RPG, uh, mm-hmm. You'll find our page pretty easily, and, and under there you'll see that we got it's a it costs a dollar to license to survive this uh, games, but with that you get a ton of resources and and words that you can freely use in any of your uh, games to create your own survive this games. So yeah, it, it's now 100% open. I know I've got word that uh, several different people are working on different projects for it, and I'm very excited to see what what comes of that. I think I can share that page just real fast because it is a visual medium. Um, here we go. Survive this third-party license. Just $1. You can't even buy coffee for that anymore, folks. So uh, check it out. It's a cool system. It's a lot of, got a lot of fans. It's worth looking into. Um, speaking of cool things with lots of fans, um, so there's a show on Netflix you've probably heard of called Stranger Things. You guys heard of this? It's good. The, the kids are into it. The kids are telling me it's this. Uh, yeah, it's only got a, a bunch of seasons under its belt. Oh, really? It's been around for a while then? You don't say. All right. Yeah. Well, I understand that you had a game that was sort of an homage to that, Eric. Yeah, well, we got a game called Dark Places and Demigorgons, which definitely uh, started as an initial inspiration for Stranger Stranger Things. Really, the first 15 minutes of Season 1, Episode 1, I I thought to myself, why isn't this an RPG? And I started writing Dark Places and Demigorgons. And I think, like, the next week, a little uh, Kickstarter came out for a game called Tales from the Loop. Uh, mm-hmm. which which blew up and and uh and stuff and so i wasn't the only person who had that thought in fact there's several games that are inspired by that ours is a little more horror based while the initial inspiration was stranger things we're, we're we kind of tend to focus much more on like the 80s teen horror movies uh from people like john carpenter uh wes craven things like that um the, the stuff that i grew up loving um but yes if you if you're into anything like stranger things you like that tone uh, you like games that are set in the 1980s? 
and then you'll like Dark Place and Demi Gorgons for sure. Okay. Now it's on Kickstarter right now. You got 10 days left. Uh, you have smashed through uh, your funding goal. So congratulations on that. Um, for folks Thank out you. there who are viewing, you can see uh, we have a tiny URL to come across the screen, tinyurl.com slash D-D-O-S-E-K-S. That'll take you right to the Kickstarter page. Or if you just search for Dark Places and Demogorgons, uh, Bloat Games, Kickstarter for Old School Essentials, whew, that's a whole lot of words, but that will take you to it on Kickstarter. Or tinyurl.com slash D-D-O-S-E-K-S. So uh, why the decision to go with OSE? What was appealing to you about uh, that system? Sure. Well, we, we uh, you know, obviously Dark Place New Gorgons was originally created for our Survive This game line. And we have uh, like uh, a core rule book in the Survive This version and like 10 supplements uh, that are out there. So we got a ton of material for that. But we would uh, just talking with people who are who do not play Survive This games. A lot of people just were hung up that they didn't want to learn a new rule system. They just wanted to play a rule system that they were already familiar with. And even though um, Survive This is really a BX inspired, a BX Dungeons and Dragons inspired uh, gaming system, uh, we just went with old school essentials, you know, for a conversion to, to, you know, bring new people in. Also, I'm a huge, huge fan of what uh, Gavin Norman from Necrotic Gnome did with uh, the re reimagining of BX D&D for old school essentials. So it was it was a no brainer for me. The, the, really, it was the only option that I was willing to go with was to remake it into uh, an old school essentials game so cool cool i'm guessing that was a pretty easy conversion it is yeah it's definitely definitely not hard um luckily uh i've been able to bring on i got um pete spawn from small niche games uh the creator of operation white box mm -hmm. and then uh, jeff seifert is is on board too helping me out doing the conversion and yeah it, it's it's not a um it's it's not as hard as like converting to, you know, a powered by the apocalypse system or or something along along those lines. Sweet, sweet. Um, these are some nice black and white uh, lines we're looking at here. Can I ask who your artists are on this book? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, Runehammer or Brandish Gilhelm, um, the creator of Index Card RPG, he did the covers for the the mm -hmm. books. Uh, then we also we have uh, Phil Stone, um, Bradley McDivitt, mm -hmm. Christopher Torres, Joe Singletary. Uh, oh. Joe Singleton, excuse me. Yeah, yeah so we got, we got quite a few. Yeah, a lot a lot of the really good black and white uh, RPG artists there. They, they, do, yeah. they do some excellent stuff. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a huge fan. I grew up uh, playing, um, obviously Dungeons and Dragons, and also like Rifts and the books by Palladium Books. And so I'm a I'm a huge fan of of black and white interior art. Um, not all of our games have that. Some of them some of them weren't having a uh, color art but uh the the team that I assembled particularly for this version of uh dark place and Demi organs uh, really all knocked it out of the park uh i'm really excited i can't wait to get you know these books into everybody's hands and so that they can see them and see how the layout is how the the art is and you know the writing and everything i i do i do really believe this is going to be the best version of dark place and Demi organs that's out there all right. yeah. And considering you know it's it, you're trying to emulate that '80s feel and nostalgia with 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 
Dark Places and Demogorgons. Uh, for, the, for those of you who weren't around during the halcyon days of the 1970s and 80s when, when RPGs were first starting, it was pretty much all black and white art back then. Mm -hmm. we, didn't, we didn't get really pretty colorful art until it, more towards the late 80s when like second edition came out and they would put in inserts of a, a, a couple of color pages, but it was still mostly black and white. Mm -hmm. and, you still got, and you still got some gorgeous, gorgeous art with, with what people were doing with that medium. So it, 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 this, is, this is perfect for that nostalgic feel for, for Dark Places and Demogorgons. For yeah, sure. I, I, you know I got to say, I think you're losing the nostalgia factor if you release it with a, a nicely written and playable out-of-the-box rule system. Because <laughs> my 80s gaming was all let's kid bash the hell out of this to make it somehow work at the table. <laughs> yeah, well, we have learned a few things from uh, since, since those days, that's for sure. So, um, you have a initial goal of like 7k and you are up into the 40s now. Yeah, you were 72 and you're at 41 coming up on 42, hopefully, the next couple of days. Um, what kind of stretch goals are you guys knocking through at this point? Oh my gosh! Well, we have knocked through a ton of stretch goals, um, and we uh, a lot of the stretch goals that we, we have are going to be adventures um, from the likes of like Alan Barr of Gallant Knight Games. Oh, we like um, him. Yeah, Levi Combs of Planet X Games, uh, Diogo Nogueira of Old School Publishing, um, uh, Bridget Jeffries. We got just a ton, a ton of stretch goals of adventure writers. As I was say, if you keep going down a little bit, you'll you'll hit it there. Definitely okay. be able to help no, here we go. Yeah, here we go. So, next so, yeah, one is on uh, barrel rider games. Mm -hmm. Yep, I've done a lot of work for his system, uh, White Star. So, uh, fan of him. Oh, hey, Pun Isaac, I know him. Um, he's yeah. in 43k, which is coming up very soon. He gets a bonus adventure. Cool, yep. looking forward to that. 45k ribbons, everyone likes ribbons. Mm -hmm. 48 got a monster level. card deck in there. Monster mm -hmm. card deck that sounds like good fun. Cool, cool. Is that, is that the NBC card deck? At no, that, well, that's actually different. But yeah, the monster card deck's a little higher up at the 35K. Uh, oh, you guys have already done that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's already been unlocked. So there's already kinds of cool swag coming for this system. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, uh, I knew that going in that this was going to be a bigger Kickstarter for us. And, um, and I, I am a little shocked at how well it's done. Um, but all the, the stretch goes that we had planned. We're already planned, which I'm, I'm really excited about. I know a lot of times Kickstarters will do stretch goals, and then that'll keep pushing back the um, like the due date of when the Kickstarter is able to deliver. And these were these were all stuff that was already planned, so it, it's uh, actually it's not adding any time. But I'm also very excited that we're able to get that much more gaming content into the hands of the backers. So. Uh, that's that's definitely good value for your money. Hey, Jason Sundays in the comments. Hey, Jason. So cool, cool. Um, so 10 days left. So if you're listening to this podcast, chances are it might be down to seven or eight days. So I would go ahead and jump on back in this as soon as you can. Uh, tinyurlcom slash D-D-O-S-E-K-S. Um, what is, what's on the horizons for Blood Games, Eric? Oh, my gosh. We got so much stuff going on right now. Um, <laughs> the next really big thing for us is we got a game called Play, Rewind, Eject, which mm -hmm. is a, um, a like tabletop card game. Um, where your favorite movies go head to head to find out which is truly the greatest movie of all time. That's uh, coming up and releasing at PAX Unplugged in first weekend in December. Uh, so Blow Games will be up there in Philadelphia. 
we got uh, uh, like six different um, Survive This uh, projects currently in the works. Um, and like three of them are pretty much just waiting on me to do layout. So those will be coming down. And then I've been doing a series of um, retro video game inspired monster manual zines. I, I have um, seen some of your Mario inspired stuff. Yeah. 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 And so we got we got uh, some more of those coming down. We got one called Space Station M, which is uh, kind of a love letter to the old school Metroid on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff coming down the down the pipeline along with, uh, you know, uh, Dark Places and Divi Organs for Old School Essentials and and all its unlocked structure comes. Sweet, sweet. All right, okay. Um, Jacob, do you have any more questions about uh, Dark Places and Dummy Organs before we talk about some other stuff? Um, well, not, I don't really have any questions. No, I, all I can do is really re highly recommend it. Uh, I have, I think, almost everything that has been published in print and PDF for the uh, survive this version of uh, Dark Places and Demogorgons. So I'm really looking forward to this new version uh, with Old School Essentials and seeing what new adventures the uh, the stretch goals can bring. Sweet, sweet. And Punishment 90s in the comments. Hey, Punishment. He says, love Eric's Castlevania stuff. Eric, I didn't know you did Castlevania stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a, it's one of our zines called Night World. Mm -hmm. um, which is available for um, uh, System Neutral, 5e, and Survive This. And coming soon will be available for the Dungeon Crawl Classics uh, rule sets. Um, and it's one of the retro-inspired video game uh, uh, zines that we've done. Um, cool. How, uh, I know uh, some people have found it controversial to do 5e adaptations. Did you get any pushback from fans on that? Um, I guess I got, we've got some pushback from fans. Um, but here's at the end of the day, uh, there's more people who play 5e and we want to reach as wide of audience as we can. Our heart is always really going to be in the old school Renaissance. That's where, that's where I started. Um, and blow games started and we're not, we're not abandoning that by anything, but, you know, opening up, uh, to other, other markets and potential, uh, uh fans and friends, uh, I don't see a problem with it. So, the pushback I've got has been minimal, um, but it has has been there. Yeah, I know at least one publisher who was doing a conversion from OSR to 5e who had a couple of fans who were like, "You're selling out. You're bending the knee to corporate Hasbro. You're filthy hippie." Yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. I've I've 100% got those same comments. Uh, and at the end of the day. Um, you know, I got to do what's best for business, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, uh, and and really, I, I don't consider like what I'm doing selling out because I am a fan of, of Fifth Edition Dungeons & Dragons. I prefer the earlier editions, but uh, Fifth Edition is a great game. Uh, the, the designers who created that game did a great job. So even though it's Hasbro and it's, it's you know, super popular, they did a good job. It's not like I'm creating it for something I, I wouldn't play or don't like. So. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, Metallica's later albums or anything. It's you know it's still cool stuff. So. No, I, I still like some of Metallica's later <laughs> albums. You gotta, you gotta watch it there. Are we gonna are we talk about? Singing? I, I'm I'm just gonna yeah. say this for the record. Sure, sure. If you are making art or publishing games or making music or doing any sort of medium for that and you have published it or recorded it or made money off of it through any through any branding or anything like that 
you have sold out. No, no one gets to say, you sold out. No, yes, you have sold out. You've already done it. So yep. there, there's there's no way there's no way anyone gets to complain about selling out. You have lost your amateur status. You cannot compete in the Olympics. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, hey, this is a cool game. Doing interesting stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just so many people playing Five E. So many people came in through the streaming shows, and it's such a huge audience base. And you know, it seems kind of like how do you not? Especially, uh, it's not a huge conversion going from OSR to Five E. I mean, it's not it's, like it's you're, really not. No, yeah, no. It's like you're converting it to GURPS or a Palladium system or something crazy. So, yeah. Mm. Well, cool, cool. Uh, do you mind if we talk about Monsters Are Our Heroes for a second? Oh, yeah, by all means. Okay. Um, we are big fans of Eric's work here in the BAMP podcast. We have run campaigns of Valor Knights and Monsters Are Our Heroes. Had a lot of fun with both. Um, this is a cool game. If you like the whole creature commando uh, monster superheroes kind of vibe. Uh, I think, Jacob, you ran an adventure you wrote for this game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I wrote an adventure and ran it on the Banff podcast, uh, an adventure called, um, uh, wow, <laughs> forgetting, forgetting the name of my own adventure. That's just terrible. Um, it's been so it's been so long since I thought about it, though. It wasn't uh, Day of the Triffids. No, 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 no. It, it, it was more. It was more like um, uh, Pod People from Mars. That was it. I, wanted, okay. I, I gave I gave it a really goofy name. Pod people from Mars, and, it, and it's basically taking the idea of the of, from monsters are our heroes that you know monsters are here to protect humanity from threats that are bigger than them, uh, especially in human monsters. And one thing that I've noticed in in monsters are our heroes is that they all have some kind of link to human to humans. Vampires used to be humans. Werewolves used to be humans. Mummies used to be humans. Well, that sort of thing. The creature, uh, the, the creature is is probably by far the the farthest from, of, of any of the character classes. But they are supposed to be presented as the missing link between uh, of, of, uh, in humanity's evolution. So you kind of got that. So I I thought of, I was thinking about it and I thought of this adventure in that they have to protect humanity, and what do they do? They protect them from cryptids and alien threats. And what what are what are more alien than well aliens? And so I thought of some fun things like pod people and Mar and Martians and made that adventure and it was really fun. But I loved it so much I needed to expand on the monsters are our heroes. And so I made a bestiary. And we're gonna be publishing that soon. It's got a whole bunch of new monsters. Because there's like maybe a dozen monsters in in the in the original book and they're all fine creatures. Uh, very, very classic creatures at that. But there's a whole lot more that they, that 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 could be represented. I I I brought in some things from Lovecraft. Uh, brought in some things from mythology from both Europe and Asia, come from Africa. So we got a got a nice mix of worldly creatures uh, that can that can show up and terrorize the terrorize the creatures that go bump in the night by being bumpier in the night. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. I can't wait to see that. Trying to pull it up now. Question um, I says, I used to be human too until I crushed into a mindless undead corporate worker. And uh, <laughs> hey, I, I'm right there with you, sir. I'm right there with you. All right, let me see if I can uh, share the book real fast. Um, Chrome tab. Hey, 
That looks like it. You guys see that? Yep. Uh, I see it coming. Most of our heroes, Undead Bestiary. And yeah, that is a nice cover, Jacob. Thank you. Uh, as we scroll through, yeah, bunch of new characters. A lot of cool art in this, too. Yeah, I, I didn't go the, the, the classic black and white route. Uh, I, 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 do, I did have a lot of already colored art for all these things, so I, I used a lot of the arch that I had that was pre-existing. There are a few, few pieces in here that are brand new that, that, I, that I did specifically for this bestiary because I didn't have art of it. <laughs> like guess, a Florida man here. <laughs> that is awesome. Florida man is a is a modern American cryptid, and I wrote him up as such. I, I he almost begs to uh, he almost kind of want to come up against Florida man just because it'd be so much fun. But uh, right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this will be coming out next week uh, on Drive Through from uh, Fainting Go Games, which is our. Uh, our publishing imprint so check it out and check out monsters are our heroes on the uh the bloat games you can get that easily on drive through as well and hit their kickstarter which once again you can see in a little banner at the bottom of the screen um tinyurl.com slash ddosekas hit them up lots and lots of cool stretch goals have already been funded and they're going to smash through some more in the next 10 days so it's bandwagon time jump on and uh, jason says i am from florida but no relation to florida man <laughs> we we can hope we can hope I used to have family in Florida too. I, it's nothing against people from Florida. There's lots of nice things in that state, I'm sure. So. And there's Florida man as well. And there's Florida. <laughs> always waiting, lurking. Eric, thank you so much for coming on, sir. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's always fun. I, I look forward to every Kickstarter uh, being able to come on and chat with you guys. So I really appreciate it. Cool, cool. Thanks, everyone. Uh, in the comments, uh, Punishment, Jason, everybody else, and. Um, we will catch you next time on the Bath Podcast. Yeah.